Hello, welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes, and coming-of-age tales. We've got another returning champion in the booth today with us, talking about an area... Yeah, yeah the studio, the booth. I like it. <laughs> talking about an area near and dear to Alex's heart. Absolutely. I believe they even shared a high school together. Mm. Andrew yeah. Barnett is back. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm very well. Thank you for having me back. This is uh, oh, this is exciting. And yeah. It's and, we, that, yeah. and we just had a, a moment of a clarity, uh, what was a couple of weeks ago, when we realised we went to the same high school together we for did. a period of time, for a, for, a, for a hot 12 months there. Mate, it was... Unreal. Uh, so were you, what, year 12, Barney, and then ours, year 7 coming in? or yeah, yeah, I think you were 11 and... Either year 11 and 12, and I was 7 and 8, or something yeah, like that, right, right like that. that. Yeah, um, so I was there 98, 99, Warners Bay High. We weren't hanging out at the cafeteria. <laughs> no. you know, Barney wasn't hanging out with this new... Well, I don't know, maybe Barney gave you a wedgie or <laughs> something <laughs> on day Probably. one. Probably. <laughs> Head down the toilet. But you, so this is what blows my mind about you, and I said this you know, on your pod. So you grew up in the country, and yep. then you moved to... Newcastle, Lake Macquarie is the area, so it's sort it's like of south of Newcastle. Yeah, it's sort of the greater Newcastle region. You call yourself from Newcastle, but it's technically a different city. Yep, um, on the verge of of Newcastle, and then you go to high school and you move, go in in year eleven, and then year twelve, you're the friggin' vice captain. Yeah, which is <laughs> yeah. like, can all you right. imagine that, Mister Popular? Mister Popular, you know what? You would. Well, I bet it's because you showed all the kids your rap. From the, uh, yeah, from the previous <laughs> federation, yeah, this They're kid like, is this cool. Kid <laughs> so you're just in your aid. Barney's wandering around in his Letterman jacket, holding <laughs> yeah. American football, babes around his arms. You're like, this could be you one day, kid. Yeah. And you're like, oh boy. I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm there for seven years struggling to get anyone to know who I am. <laughs> this guy swans in. Did captain you, of the cricket team as well, did right? Did you yeah. try and go for captain, vice captain, prefect, anything no, like that? No, no, no. I was, pre- I was prefect in, year, in primary. I was like, because we had... Captain, vice captain, and then the real three, power brokers. Three, yeah. ca- three, like what were they called? Pre- Councillors or prefects or yeah. some sort of like, like tier. It's like really, you know, there's three of you. Yeah. There's like about ten kids in your year. So you know <laughs> what I mean. Uh, but I got that, and then I was like, you know what I mean. Quit See, while it's you're too ahead. political. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what everyone said. It's just a popularity contest. You know? <laughs> Did you like, guys? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Did you? Were you captain at the primary or the high school you were back in the country? Yeah, I was captain of the primary school, but that was only. Man, I think there was seventeen kids in our class. That wasn't exactly. Um, yeah, crazy. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, and then I, yeah. So I finished year ten. Didn't like we didn't have captains or anything in year ten. Captain the cricket side there too though. Oh, <laughs> Unbelievable. He can rap, he can bowl, he can bat. <laughs> well, man, that was bad though because I captain because there was older kids in the side and the guy, the the cricket coach said, "Well, you're playing sort of, you know, you're playing men's cricket in the afternoon. You know what you're doing. You can captain." But then I sort of played more senior cricket than a lot of them. But I had, I didn't have the confidence to tell some big year eleven kid that I was scared of. Mate, you're off. <laughs> so they just ran rough shot over. Yeah. It was terrible. It was yeah, no, nah, it wasn't it wasn't great leadership. Yeah. Did right. you do you remember like um did you have to give a speech or anything before you got elected the school captain? Like did oh, you have a campaign thing? Mate, there was. So crushing? we all had to give speeches and a bunch of I didn't I like a couple of my blokes I was hanging out with were gonna do it. And they said, do it. You, you know, you can. I was like, I'll, I'll do it. But the, the pact we made, we weren't going to prepare. We are just going to try and go off the cuff. <laughs> and then this one dude um, who suggested we all go off the cuff gets up there and he's clearly written stuff. Yeah. He had yeah. jokes about the TVs there. You'd turn them on and they'd be on. You know how they, um, they, they'd have program and then the channel number. But they'd always be on zero zero. So you'd talk about how look, there's always poo on TV, and <laughs> it's slaying, right? That's a good bit. And then, yeah, <laughs> mate, that's mate. But you're not riffing what it. What school did you go? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would crushed. Yeah, the captain was whoever could push over the most cows. Queenbow <laughs> <laughs> high. <laughs> Um, so that was, and is that in the auditorium that like the, whatever you call it? The no, that was in the senior study area. That, right. That okay. was, Cause it was just the, the year 11s. Oh, um, right. And okay. then a few teachers and stuff. And mm. so, yeah. And so then. So you did grow up and riff though? Yeah, I, we, I did. I panicked a bit. I didn't do well. Oh, but, mate. 
pa- I'm the yeah. king of the panic <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get up, freak out, go red. I didn't know what's Get electric cut. Yeah. What do you do, mate? I go to school with you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, what about poo on the TV? You, know? <laughs> uh, you got notes on your hand. <laughs> well, it looks like I'm I getting know, the light. <laughs> I know. One of my mates ran for captain, and um, but that was a devastating campaign against him. Uh, oh really? By another guy Dirty because policy. my mate's initial. He, so mate, it was like a smear, like yeah. a real life smear. Uh, so his first name was Brett, and his last name started with an O. Yeah. And um and um and one of the guys was like, vote for. Uh, I don't know if it was Year Twelve captain or like another type of captain we did, but it was some sort of election campaign thing. And another one of the guys in the year made a campaign was like, vote for Rob. Because B.O. stinks. Oh, yeah. that's not bad. And it was cut. There was devastating. Right. The war room that day was like, how do we respond to this? <laughs> dirty politics. It's dirty, dirty politics. We got to um, rebrand you, B.O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we got changes. There. So we didn't have a comeback for that. But there was a there was another a third uh, entrant into the com- into the captaincy thing, um, and it was a, a girl, and her name was Cara Dart, and it was like, and she had a poster that was like, hit the dart with Cara Dart and had like a target. And so the guys got that and put it, stuck it to the trough for the men's urinal. So, oh, <laughs> so everyone would piss on the target. Oh, uh, so we were like, we got her good there, you know? <laughs> so that was our comeback was to get some other poor girl, <laughs> clever poster. So, um, yeah. so when you guys, there was an actual campaign. I, I'm trying, like that was, I don't know if that was like a school, like a, a like just a very year thing. Because there was another captain thing that was like, it wasn't a campaign. It was like, you go up and it's probably what you did where you, uh, I think this was like a politics thing. We were doing some like fake politics election, whatever. Mm. But the actual captaincy was, yeah, like people put the name forward and then they interview with the, did you have to interview with the teachers or the principal or something? They had to like, they had to, they had to, like, not everyone could, you know what I mean? They culled a few people who were like clearly the larrikins, right? So it was only the people. So I was like, oh, they don't, they don't want me involved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Classic Larry. Then, then you had to do White. a speech and everyone did the whole Coke and the Bubbler thing. You know, I, I won't promise to do yeah. that. Like you have no power. You shouldn't have no power, right? Like, no, our big innovation was, I think we initiated musical roll call. So where instead of a bell and then a second bell to be in like your roll call class by, we play a song over the speakers and by the time the song finished you had to be at roll call that yeah, was our big that's innovation not bad. So yeah like that. Bit of that's fun. it no, that's pretty i good. remember a kid in primary school doing the you know the whole you have to give a speech in front of the assembly and we're all going to elect the captain or whatever and he did the, the classic hack bit of pull out the speech and then the paper rolls down and it's across oh, you know yes. yeah. Very yeah. Clever. Uh, yeah. i actually i'll tell you who the captain of our he was a friend of mine but he was an uh, asian kid named mm. John and he was le- like I don't know about you and your year but we had like two non-white kids in the whole year right <laughs> it was pretty fucking rare John was a bit of a standout right and he during his speech and he leaned into it right mm. um and because and he's I think his parents owned a Chinese takeaway oh, get out of here <laughs> yeah. so he did he sung he did a speech and then he sung R. Kelly's I Believe I Can Fly, but instead he sung I Believe I Can Fry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And Mate, we would have made him captain of air. School retroactively makes him captain for yeah. every year. It's the mayor captain of Waters Bay now. So he won. He just was like, they were just mm-hmm. like, this is great. He's yeah. this is amazing. So he was a, he was the captain of the year. So that was like that Beautiful. was our campaign. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, there you go. I don't think that like you said, and what and you'd have to meet. Did, uh, yeah, I want to know behind the curtain what 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 happens when you're the vice. You captain. get to meet Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it was an island. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were on the the wrong age end of that. Though. <laughs> <laughs> it's traumatic. Uh, no, we um, I don't, I don't know. We had to do a lot. We had to run assemblies. Mm-hmm. So you just like every second or third week you had to run the assembly mm-hmm. or um because there was there was two two vice captains um like a a boy and a girl vice captain and another boy and a girl vice captain and then the the boy and girl school captain so mm-hmm. there were six of us all up so mm-hmm. it was like it was all pretty uh like and then we had to pick the songs and get them organized to yep. to play just playing the the, the rap the, again <laughs> everywhere <laughs> it was good we got to we did i remember when um 
Dusty Springfield died. We did Son, Son of a Preacher Man okay. that morning. Great tune. Mate, it would have gone over your head as a kid. But, you know, <laughs> there was... Not much goes over his head. <laughs> <laughs> mate, he was seven. just a little, like, six foot one. You know, <laughs> <laughs> a little Probably. baby owl. Six foot one I was old than that tall. 97 being like, but you got any crowded house to play? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I would have gone off. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I just picture you as always head, having... Sure. Like, I, I, I've also mm. known you... Before you have a mustache, but now all I can picture is you like being the most sensible guy in high school oh, with a mustache. Oh, I was struggling to grow this mustache <laughs> in year seven. I remember they lined us up for some. It would have been photo day or whatever. And in year seven, they like you line us up in order of height. And I was like, I was like two, two, th- like a third down from the top. Like there was like probably fifteen dudes. Ahead of me, I was just this little. I wasn't t- short, yeah. but I was just normal. It's weird. I, wasn't was, true, like, I didn't I was, have, <laughs> I didn't have a hair on my chest till like after I was like nineteen. I don't think. Like there are pictures of me like, like the, after, the moon came out. And there the are chair. pictures of me like after school, <laughs> yeah. no beard, like no hair on the chest. You'd think I was like mate. waxing for swimming. <laughs> I was playing basketball. We've all seen Teen Wolf, mate. This. <laughs> <laughs> so what about so moving from the country to uh, to and it's not. The, the big smoke, but it I assume it's me. more it than... Felt, it felt like it because we had to catch a bus with numbers on it. It <laughs> <laughs> had a route. Like, it was like, there was the, like, I didn't catch it. When we were in Cora, I didn't really catch the bus because we didn't live very far from school. But the buses came in and they were based on, like, what town they started. So there was the Rennie bus, there was mm. the Kareen bus. Like, it was mm. more based on which country, small country place they were coming in from yeah. rather than... And then I get to get to Newey and all of a sudden you're on the 790 <laughs> you know you got to catch that the 790 of these things <laughs> yeah I know, it was crazy <laughs> and then uh you know it, yeah so we catch catch the 790 and it just felt like it was a way bigger school too yeah. like it was maybe at that stage 12 1300 kids which i'd it's come a, from it's a massive school warners yeah. bay high was um, it a bit of a um you know this is what the late 90s it was it did you feel like country mouse in the big city? Like you're scared of these kids; they're going to beat me up, or weird? Uh, not overly. Like I wasn't scared. I was just I was a bit shy because I'm, I was a big unit anyway. Like I've been this size since I was about fifteen. Yeah, so right. um, I was a big unit anyway. I remember one of my mates who I became mates with, um, obviously. But he uh, he said to me, "Yeah, when you first turned up, mate, I, I didn't like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say anything." He goes, "Yeah, but you're just so confident." I'm like, "I was terrified." <laughs> Standing yeah. there, but you know, big unit. They just oh, look at look at him, confident, standing there. <laughs> yeah. so. I, in year would have been year nine, because you don't have kids come and go. And like, if a new kid joins at the start of the year, it's like big news. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, maybe one every yeah, year, yeah, yeah. especially that year nine, like the off year, not year ten and mm. year seven. But there was a kid who turned up in year nine. His name was Alex, and there's I've never had another Alex in my whole, like I was the only one ever. And then another, and he was the hottest dude as well. Nah, <laughs> and he was yeah. instantly, We're the same. Yeah, Look at like, can you tell us apart? Yeah. <laughs> and he was re- instantly just like within f- ten minutes, just arm around guys, their best mate. I'm like, what's going on? Here? Yeah. This fucking sucks. And I'm <laughs> Alex too now. There was, you know, there was a dude that turned up in year eleven who I played hockey with. His name was, he was a South African dude. Him and his younger brother turned up, and like when we were in year twelve, and it just. All like even all the year twelve girls like he is gorgeous. Yeah. Right? yeah, and I remember playing hockey with him, and we I gave him a lift in. We were going into training or something, and I was talking to him, and he's he goes, "Oh no, I think it's good to be uh, friends with a girl first And I was like, "Oh, you know, yeah, that works if you if your friends are hot." <laughs> yeah. And he goes, oh, "All of my friends are hot. <laughs> I have no time for ugly people." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was the greatest. I was like, "We're mates, so aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we get along. We're the same." <laughs> you also played so captain the cricket team, which my my one of my best mates in the world. His uh, he lives in um, Canada, and he I went to high school with him. But his dad was. The cricket coach Larry Milton. Yes, and he was your coach of the cricket team. Co- I think he was my physics teacher. Yeah, too. he was a he was a great. Oh, he was my physics teacher too. Yeah. And my, so my mate had to go to school with his dad as the physics teacher, and his dad as a cricket coach, and just like, yeah. and they had the weirdest relationships. They, you know, obviously got along, but he was so embarrassed by his dad. And I don't know if you remember Larry, but he was a big corny dorky. Yeah, science dork. Like he was a bit of a enthusiastic science teacher. Yeah, yeah. That's what he was. So and he's a big, champion, big like dad joke energy. Oh, and yeah. always at Tim's expense because he and so he would tell us Joe. He would talk about 
it we're doing test tubes, and he's like, some babies get born in test tubes. Tim, you were born in a test tube. <laughs> <laughs> And then Tim's sitting there like, fuck off. And Tim didn't know how to call him either because he hated calling him uh, Mr. Milton because yeah. it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, and he didn't want to call him dad. Yeah. So he would just call him Oi. <laughs> like he'd oi. go, he would go, he'd go, Oi, Oi. And we'd always be like, Tim, what's his name? No, you got to say Mr. <laughs> Milton. Uh, but they used to play, we used to play cricket as well. And, and Larry was a coach. And Larry, I don't know if this was just for us or whatever, but he had no concept of the LBW rule. <laughs> like, and so he would never give anyone out. When Tim was bowling, Tim would get people out of LBW and Larry out, nah, Tim, sorry, that didn't, that wasn't going on to hit. And then as soon as Tim was batting Larry, Tim would get clipped on the top of the pad and Larry would be like, sorry, Tim, you're out there. Like that because <laughs> oh, no. he would try to overcompensate for his son. And so Tim and him had this ridiculous relationship where they were like, just, you know, like the old couple enemies, you know, but Larry was, yeah, it was, it was a charming. I, I don't get that in Newcastle. Like my old man was a school teacher. And so when we when we were in Corowa, he was at Coral High when my older brother started there, but there's no other school to go to. Mm, mm. And so by the time I got there, he'd gone to, he'd moved out to Oakland's, which was like a little central school, 70K out of town. And so he was the principal there. But then when we moved to Newcastle, he went to Swansea, we went to Warners, but there was no way I was turning up at the same school. Yeah. Again. Like, yeah. what are you doing? I know, I know. Because like, there, there are other schools in mm, Newcastle he could have gone to. Yeah, I think it was because we went to the primary school, all his mates, and he went there. But he, he was just – and he took all the classes, took physics with him, sat there, did all his homework, got bullied. We were just bullied. Yeah, I think <laughs> like yeah. at that point maybe I'd be like, maybe I'll get into the arts and also <laughs> like maybe I'll take up soccer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, any fucking thing. <laughs> so, so you growing up there, and you when, when you you didn't how long were in Newey for your you, your early twenties and everything late yeah, teens. Yeah, I must have left there. I, I was only there maybe four four and a half years. So okay, I, but, but formative I'm, years, right? Yeah, yeah. And all, my folks are all still up there, so I'm up mm, up mm, there mm. all the time. And you know, I got a lot of my good mates are up there, so I just I go back uh, quite a bit. But it's yeah, it's so it's weird because I part of me says I'm from Newey, um, but. Like, it's literally, you know, I've lived in Sydney way longer now. Yeah. yeah. But I'll never think I'm from Sydney. No, yeah. no. Totally. And, uh, so form, and so you first drink out publicly, yep. legally. Yeah, man. Do you remember where? I remember, maybe, it actually might have been at Belmont Sporties. Okay. After <laughs> yeah. uh, after cricket training and going in. I remember going in there one, one after one cricket training. It must have been the first time I'd turned 18 and I was, my old man would play at the club. My uncle was there. Like, I was... You know, lots of so, but I'd turn up like I'd go down after school. I'd turn up at four when it started, and you'd train through till about sort of almost eight o'clock when it was the light was getting mm -hmm. getting dark. And I, the old man, he played, he played lower grades, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he'd turn up, and I'd love when he'd back because he'd always be there late in the late in the piece because he'd come from work. And so then as the sun was getting lower in the trees, the so it was hard to see the ball. So I just oh, short shit. <laughs> and he knew it was coming. He'd just prop on the back foot. And it, was just, it was great. But I remember going in there after like four hours of just playing, of training, going in and they had selections and stuff. So dad goes, oh, do you want a, do you want a light beer? I remember drinking like the sip of a light beer, like because I was driving peas. Yep. You could still could have a half a light beer yeah, at that stage yeah. and drive on your peas. And... Um, and uh, I had it like I remember having a sip and just being like, "Whoa, I'm pissed!" <laughs> <laughs> like it was that you know I'm when you're dehydrated. And yeah, you're just like, yeah, I was like, "Oh, I don't know if I can drive." <laughs> so what are you talking trip. about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd also use that to be like, "I don't know if I can drive. Maybe I should have like two more." Or something. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's what I would have. I wouldn't have had my peas at that stage because at that stage you'd just get your like I got my peas on my 17th birthday, and then once you turned 18, that's it, full license, no other tests, no oh, other nice. driving. Yeah, it was just reds, right? It wasn't just, greens. Yeah, yeah. I was just. Just out in the world. I know. <laughs> what, life. My dad, yeah, my dad, and like that sounds wild, but my dad tells me when he drove in, when he learned to drive in like Coffs Harbour, there was no traffic lights in the town. There was one roundabout. You didn't need to wear a seatbelt. You took yeah. one test down the road. They did a lap of the main street and then they go, like, here you go. And you could drink and drive. And like, you know, and <laughs> yeah. so I failed hey. my first P's test because I like didn't, I turned, it was like, uh, no left. To, oh, it was like a green light, but it had a red flashing 
right and it went green and I started turning right and I went anyway, like a technical fuck up and I was down and out. Dad's like, come on, mate, you got to know this. And my mum's like, you bloody went to fucking Coffs Harbour. You didn't have a traffic light until you were 30. One of my dad's mates, his uh, his test for his licence, his similar age, just was um, he drove the local copper to get his lunch and drove him. He goes, all right, park there. He went inside, bought a sandwich, <laughs> drove me back to the station. Wow, yeah. right. Mate, you did all right. He just yeah. wrote the licence out right there and there. That I had a full Drew Bensley meltdown on my two... I did my piece test three times, uh-huh. and oh, the yes. third time I got it. But like, we went through a roadworks area, and I was going at like, I think I was going at like fifty, and it was forty. And the guy goes, "You know what speed you're going, mate?" And I was like, "I know it's a roadworks area. I failed, haven't I?" And I, <laughs> I went full through on it. And then the guy was like, "No, it's okay." And he passed me because like I <laughs> threw a tantrum. <laughs> That's what we what? need: emotionally unstable people. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't I just fucking kill myself? I'm yeah. gonna drive off the cliff I unless I pull mine first. Go, dog. That was no Drew yes. Benzie about yeah, riding a fucking cow. <laughs> on your birthday? Not on my birthday. Yeah. Um, no, but it was like, you know, it was manual car. I'm doing the reverse parallel now. Oh. I was manual too. But we also famously had an area Famous. where every drop kick would go. Like if you failed at Castle Hill, you could go to Richmond where there were no traffic lights, one roundabout. And like people would be like, I failed five times, and then I went to Richmond, aced it. Yeah. Like, it's like going in a state for raw, yeah. you know. You go, <laughs> go to Nambucca heads and come first. Man, I'm the funniest comic <laughs> in Byron. <laughs> one, one of my brother's mates failed three times, but he did it in a place called Oakland's where they'd only come out once a month. And to um, to do a hill start, you had to park in the driveway because it's so flat. You had to stop in the driveway, of the lip of a driveway of one of the uh, <laughs> entrances. And then the instructor had to park his car on the street, so you had a car to parallel park. Oh, oh my God. God. Three times. That's like, it was like a movie set. you got to set <laughs> up a busy street. And he was a farm kid who'd been driving since he was like eight. That's yeah. the other thing is they're like driving two. tractors around yeah. all that shit. Um, so you do you remember like was it so the local was was Belly? Did you ever go into town into the into the King Street oh, Hotel and Fannies and all that stuff? Mate, uh, brewery was probably so I yeah. I did twelve months at Newcastle Uni of an art. I am uh, I um dropped out of an arts degree, gentlemen. This, nice. That's ah. what this looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Um, yeah, so I we used to do and you're a comedian, you say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, believe it or not, these skills weren't tertiary educated. <laughs> No, we um. So we'd go in Wednesday night was student night. Yes, in town. So the brewery was a big one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, like just about because the brewery then um was Wednesday night was two dollar pints of house beer, <sighs> and so they they did a decent ginger beer. Most of their beer was pretty ordinary, but they did a decent ginger beer back then. So you'd buy pints of ginger beer, um, and then this is we it blows my mind there. I'd go out with twenty bucks and come home with change, yeah, yeah. and yeah. blind, mm-hmm. yeah. like. Mm-hmm. But every bloke I, every mate of mine who moved out of home in Newey, all had um, uh, like pint glasses from the brewery because you used to be able to drink out on the wharf, and then like you cross paths and there was gardens and stuff. So blokes would just finish their beer and. Stash glasses in, yeah. and then at the end yeah. of the night, just grab a bunch of glasses and go home. Yeah. So everyone on it, I've still got mates. You go to their house, you open yeah. it up. And there's brewery. I got. Um. I still have schooner glasses right now. I keep them in my freezer for a beer that have the Re- Canberra Raiders Club like <laughs> the lo- logo on there. Nice. My grandparents, you go around there and they like, want a schooner glass, pull it out. Canberra Raiders. Could we just stolen from the Raiders? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember sitting. There was a guy, a mate of a mate. I was having a beer with one day, and he looked one night and he was drinking out on there and he worked for the people that made the glasses so he'd finish and just throw them over his head. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good racket. That's great. <laughs> and this is like, this is height of Silverchair era in Newey. Yeah. They, did Newey go fucking mental for them? Like um, Australia did, but like Newey specifically, I, I imagine. younger, right? like I was, yeah, five, six years younger. So my sister, I think my sister and you were very similar age and she was love Silverchair, but I don't know how, if she was 16 or she was, yeah. I don't Co- know when they came out. A couple of my mates were in the marching koalas with one of them. And they'd done, this is a crazy story they tell. They go, yeah, like they were going on this trip to the US. The marching koalas, a big marching band out of the Hunter um, of all the schools and stuff. And they mm. go on these international. So these, they all went on this big trip through the US. So they went to Disneyland. They played in like different, you know, marching band competitions in the US, like where it's quite a big deal. Yeah. And, um, I'm trying to think whether it's Chris or Ben hmm. that 
from Silverchair was in the Marching Koalas and dropped out bec- of that trip because oh, they, and they were going in some band competition and everyone's like, this idiot. <laughs> He's going to miss the US. <laughs> mate, it's the koalas, mate. Yeah. You know? You're never going to you? see Disneyland in your life. <laughs> <laughs> then they're 15 on yeah. MTV, yeah. unplugged or something like that. There was a cool um, Australian story a couple of weeks back that was like following the guys in Silverchair and about the relationship with Daniel Johns and stuff. But yeah, it had a whole section where they were like on tour in the US, but also... 15 years old yeah. and yeah. they were just like it's so weird like it's just bizarre unbelievable the, the hype yeah and it would have been exciting as a 15 year old but then once you turn about 23 you'd be looking back going ah, we wasted that yeah. yeah what did we have to do with it can you imagine like yeah of course you'd just surely rather get your go to year 12 have fun as an 18 year old with no money and then get rich at, yeah 22 yeah <laughs> being a rock star on tour with your parents yeah. <laughs> doesn't no, hit the same does really. it just go and doing history homework and you're fucking yeah they were doing yeah. homework like it's crazy yeah that is such a weird time <laughs> yeah and hasn't that paid off I'm sure that, yeah, yeah, I, really, yeah. I really needed to <laughs> fall back on that get that B in geography uh, <laughs> for the for Newcastle guys but they're just still around their restaurant one of them runs a a bar, a restaurant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joanna, and, and the other one, I think Chris um, runs like he owns like a motorcycle store. That's like, the one I was referring yeah, to. Yeah, he, he's got a bunch of stuff yeah. happening there. Yeah, one of them used to work. I remember worked at um, was when I was living up there. Worked in one of the record stores in the Hunter Street Mall. Mm. Forget the name of it. I remember buying a Friends or Romba CD there though. Oh, great, Frank, yeah, great band. It was actually, I think it might have been Ben. Ben used mm. to just work there f- just to give him something to do and he'd just go in and work in the CD store like three days a week. <laughs> that rules. Yeah, after Silver, after the fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah obviously, that, that rules. Um, I did love this little story. I'm sure people would have seen it uh, go around, but I didn't realise it was in uh, the Lake Macquarie area at the Edgeworth Tavern. You guys yeah. familiar? Yeah. Uh, my mate just quickly got... Uh, dragged out of there <laughs> and i mean like like sh- like literally like a cartoon yeah. by the security and we were like please we were trying to drag him not back in but like trying to stop this guy dragging him along the concrete and we we're like let him go and so we were like having this tug of war with our mate and why he got kicked out which he should have um was um he was blind drunk and he stood up on a table like this and just got his dick out and just pissed in the air and just pissed <laughs> in the air like a big water fountain and just splashing Man, down on the table. Your love piss. <laughs> and you know who it was? You know who it was? Mr. B.O. Stinks himself. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. No word of a lie. Right. He just heard about the Bellagio and thought, you know what Edgeworth yeah. is? <laughs> yeah. a follow-up smear as well, being like, if you thought Mr. B.O. Stinks, <laughs> <laughs> boom. That's right. He went on a bender after losing yeah. the election. So, yeah, the Edgy Tavern. Well, the Edgy Tavern was the... Um, the venue of something that seems to have happened a bunch and I'm glad it did, but just the classic footage of old man yells at ScoMo. Oh, yes. yeah, I remember this. So this was one. I don't he, remember this. Well, I, it's happened a bunch, but this was a pretty famous one and it's just this crowd of people and ScoMo's there with his fucking smug look on his head and this little old fella is just giving him an absolute gobful and he's going, mate, you know, you're... you're uh, what do you ever do for us? You're going to help these people. I worked all my life. I've paid taxes all my life, blah, blah, blah. You got a million dollar house, this and that. And he's like, he's probably in his seventies, whatever. And then he drops the, um, he goes, you've also been immigration min- uh, minister. I've got a partner. I've been with six and a half years and she can't get a visa. And then he goes, he's, he's going at it. And then he ends it with just a great line where he goes, you better fucking do something. I'm sick of your bullshit. Just love an old guy yelling It's all on film, player. right? Like all it's all like film. channel seven. Oh, yeah. um, but the best part from the same night, and again, like I'm sure you would have seen this, a pop, it was all over Instagram and stuff at the time, but um, just local newie chick, you know, she'd be in her 20s, early 30s maybe, and she comes up to ScoMo and she's like, oh, can I get a selfie? And he's like, yeah, of course. And he's so proud of himself. And she goes like that and goes, you're the worst fucking prime minister we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> she's just filming the whole time. Yeah, and his face just changes. So oh, dude. What, what, my question is, what's ScoMo doing going into the Edgeworth Tavern? Yeah, we, like you, one, you don't need, no one needs to go into the Edgeworth No, tavern, no, exactly you know what I mean? not. And knew he's like Labour Heartland. Oh, right? yeah. It's Labour Heartland and it's like, it, that's rough, that's a roughish pub and it's like what is he gonna do yeah. is he really gonna charm the pants off even these hundred people exactly. for the air no. gonna vote for yeah. him never yeah. in a million years also he's an entirely charmless man that's what <laughs> I mean <laughs> alright where are my sharks fans yeah. <laughs> come on sharkies give him the old Scott Morrison one two <laughs> <laughs> boo 
Yeah, it'd be different if you went into the Newcastle club or some like bougie place yeah, yeah, where yeah. all like the hooty tooty yeah. people go. Like that's yeah, not not the edge. Someone hasn't thought through that at all. <laughs> um, I wanted to bring up a, a famous resident of Lake Macquarie specifically. Um, grew up in neighbouring Cardiff. Um, which is literally the suburb next to Warners Bay where mm-hmm. we and Barney went to school. I had a girlfriend from Cardiff. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, mate. I did all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Over the hills now. What can he do? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I, I peaked early, boys. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but uh, a, a guy born in 1953, um, born as Greg Gomez Pede, also known as Yahoo Serious. Oh. Hey. Out of town. Young yeah. Einstein himself. You knew that? I didn't. I didn't know he was a car. I, I may have. I looked him up for something recently. I don't know. What, just probably curiosity, eh? Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I hadn't joined the dots. A Cardiff boy. Cardiff boy. Absolutely. I yeah. fucking loved Young Einstein when I was a kid. I yeah. Was just like a, yeah. one of my all-time favorites. What about Reckless Kelly? Great. That was actually well. my what about one. Mister Accident. Yeah. I not, not aware of this one. <laughs> well, that's, it. that's the only one I know because I didn't grow up here. And so, like, Mr. Axon, I think, came out in, like, 2000, 2001. People 2000, were like, yeah. Yahoo Serious is back. And I was like, who? <laughs> it's like the actual Simpsons joke. Oh, right? I, know yeah. those those words. Words, I know some of those words, but that sign doesn't make any sense. And that's a, the crazy thing because I, I don't remember. Is he still alive? Yes, yeah. Okay. So, Young, young Einstein came out in 88. <laughs> He's a national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't done anything since 2001. Since so, oh, yeah. So he was born, like Might I said, have come in out the 50s. pretty close to 9 11, too. <laughs> no, <laughs> Talk about Mr. Accident. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that would be very funny if he stumbled into <laughs> the world race and up lies a No, I'm wrong. It, it's literally almost an entire calendar year before, 7th of September. Okay, well, he's yeah. off the hook for he's that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so I didn't know him. Um, I didn't know. Young Einstein. Well, Reckless Kelly was the first one I saw as a kid, mm. and right. it's crazy when you. I didn't realize how big he was. A big, he was a flash in the pan, but he was a worldwide person, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like he's yeah. a Simps, the Simpsons jokes about him. So mm. I'll go through the the story. Um, so he's yeah, he's born in Cardiff. He's grew up there. He um, and this is from the a Washington Post article actually about him, which. Uh, I didn't like because it says he was born and raised in Hunter Valley near Cardiff, a bush town in New South Wales. What? <laughs> it's like, mate, Cardiff has a workers' club, a yeah. RSL, yeah. a bowling club, several, several car dealerships. Yeah, the lot, the Magic Mile of I Cardiff. Think that car I drove up here, I bought in Cardiff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a bloody good suburb, right? But uh, so this is the Washington Post. This is from the from the eighties. But he so he worked as a he was a tire fitter in Cardiff at probably one of those places. Because um, his old boy was a tire fitter, so he did that while he saved his tuition to enroll in art school in Sydney, um, and he finally got enough money, right? Which I'm well, sure he's money was, well spent. I've seen, <laughs> those, seen those movies. I'm like, this is art. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure his uh, tire fitter dad was excited about his son going to art school in Sydney as well. You know, oh, yeah. he would have been real pumped for that plan. So he finally gets enrolled, um, and he gets expelled pretty quickly because he painted satirical artworks on the facade of the building. And I don't, it doesn't go into more detail than that, but the National Art School, if you guys know, it's like, it's in the old Darlinghurst Jail. I've walked past it a few it's times. It's like a 200-year-old yeah. sandstone building. Yeah. yeah. So really beautiful. I'm assuming they weren't that happy when he was drawing you know, like yeah. Alfred E. Newman on yeah, the front. No, no, the no, no. Cock and balls. Cock and balls. <laughs> <laughs> Very satirical. Satirical. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just cock and balls. You've always got a punch up. So he's a bit, <laughs> of a bit of a Banksy, this guy. Yeah, early Banksy, right? So he gets kicked out to that. 21, he makes a documentary called Coal Town. Um, which sort of gets a bit of buzz in around, um, and then 22, he wins a an Australian like um, TV award for an educational series called Lifestyle, not you know satirical, or funny or anything. Just literally makes a couple of things in the early 20s, and then he's just like this bohemian through his 20s. 27, he goes on a three day drinking binge and just decides to change his name by deed poll to Yahoo Serious, just on a whim. That's so good, <laughs> just and that makes me like him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because I I didn't know like it's a deed poll. It's not just a stage, whatever yeah. you want to call it, name. Um, and he didn't, and he did it like way before anyone knew who he was. Right, it wasn't something he did like in some meltdown pre yeah pre worldwide fame. Yeah, I remember him being on. It might have been like sixty minutes or one of those things at peak fame, mm. and the reporter very uh, openly like it's big like you know when they used to have like Robin Williams or, mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and that like it was the big entertainment yeah. guest. And um, the reporter says to him, he goes, what is your real name? And Yahoo Sirius laughs and goes, 
I could ask you the same thing. I'm like, this guy's a gem. What art school did he go to? Yeah, which tie fitter did he work for? So then he's traveling around the world in his late 20s. Again, he's I guess he thinks of himself as some sort of filmmaker, artist, but he's got no real direction. But he's traveling around the world, and one day he's traveling along the Amazon River, along the towns along it. Jeez. This is true. He sees a local bloke in a bar with a T-shirt. That has that famous image of Einstein sticking his tongue out. Yeah. yeah. You know that? Yeah. And he has an epiphany. Holy fuck. This isn't how he came. This is literally because he goes, Einstein, he goes, he, he says, um, I realize Einstein was a bit of a, like, a, a pl- everyone thinks of him as old, frazzled scientist, but like, imagine him when he was young, like a young, fun loving guy. He must have been, when he came up with all these scientific things, he was in his mm. 20s. Like, what would that be like? So he thinks about it like that. And then he has this, this like moment of I need this is my direction. So he writes fourteen drafts of this screenplay. He gets another screenplay, another ma- he wrote with a mate and adapts them all together. And he sold his car, and he scraped together twenty grand of so- other stuff. Sorry, can we just stop for a second? Yeah. Fourteen drafts. Yes. <laughs> can you imagine how good the first two? <laughs> like that's that's the product of yeah, fourteen. 14 if you've seen Young Einstein, yeah. you know he what I mean? split a beer at him. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I remember from that movie, uh, and because he's trying to put invent bubbles uh, in uh, beer. Or something. Yeah, I'll go invents, through the plot in a minute because it's very, yeah. it's very funny. I'm it's sorry, very, I've never seen Young Einstein. I'll, I'll go through the plot. Oh. But I'll go through the beat in a minute because there's, it's, a, there's a Patreon episode right there. By yeah, the way. yeah, just yeah, I'll I'll watch it. I'm gonna get a beer to listen to this. Okay, cool. Can you go pieces all down? All right, we're gonna get a beer. But but so basically, this is the start of the getting it together, right? So he scrapes together twenty grand, which he needs to. He buys a bunch of film to, to film it with. He borrows cameras. He gets his mum to do the catering. He borrows friends and everything like this. <laughs> like it's a literal like DIY thing. And he manages with all the money and everything he's ever done, he manages to scrape together eight minutes of this movie on film. Eight minutes. Eight minutes eight is minutes. all he can get together after editing and all that stuff. So then he has this eight-minute film and he goes, like, I'm going to shop it around as a preview to get people to fund the rest of the movie, right? Oh, this is like how Saw was made. Is that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think um, Cannibal the Musical is the same thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, must tra- like cut a trailer. Cut a trailer and then, got, then got everyone yeah. to fund the rest, which is yeah, not a bad. It's like sending your five-minute set to, you know, <laughs> yeah, get, a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get an hour show, you know. Um, so then he eventually shops it around. No one really interested. Um, for five years, he's trying to shop it around. And eventually, he sneaks it into a film festival, starts screening it for people. And Buzz got around, and Village Roadshow signed on. Buzz Rothfield? Buzz Rothfield. <laughs> yeah, the Buzz. Oh, is Yahoo serious? Yeah. I think he's got a lot of potential. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love, I love the, the chance to do a Buzz Rothfield impression. Oh, it doesn't come along very often. I used to bump into him all the time at Foxy. Hello, Barney. How are you? Mate? <laughs> Barney, I've heard a rumour, mate. I'll have you, Buzz. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, so he, he gets them on to sign up um, Village Roadshow to sign on as an Australian distributor. So Village Roadshow, they sent it as well because they're, um, they have dealings with Warner Brothers. They sent it to the USA, the Warner Brothers team, said, hey, why don't you, you should check this out, right? There's a bit of a quirky guy. We're getting him money to film the rest, but here's a trailer. And the last time they had done that was 10 years earlier with a little film called Mad Max. Oh, right? shit. So Warner Brothers sit up straight in their chair and they put it on, right? And not only that, the year before um, this, they screened it, another little movie came out which Warner Brothers passed on called Crocodile Dundee. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, this is why it was global. It was peak. There was a little window where there was fascination with Australia. Yes. And our quirky way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mad Max and then 10 years later, Crocodile Dundee. And Crocodile Dundee did 300 million bucks in the box office. It was like an actual yeah, number phenomenon, one Phenomenon, right? And Peter Weir also was making like critically acclaimed movies, yep. Witness yep. and stuff yep. like that at the time. So there was definitely a like box office and critical acclaimed Australian uh, flavor of the month thing happening in, in yeah. Hollywood. I love that they've looked and last time that they've had a look and taken a punt was Mad Max. They're like, this doctor, mate, what's this guy do? You won't believe. What kind of doctor is he? Nah, mate, he's a doctor of tire fitting this. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So that, 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 that's the other thing. They're like, he, he had no, his name was Yahoo Serious. They wanted, 
proof that his that was his name. Yeah. And yep. they gave it that he had proof that was his deed poll name. He had no absolutely apart from one or two documentaries ten years earlier, he had no filmmaking background. So he's never like even written a script for someone. No. Like, like he did a documentary yes, film. So I thought he must have been a stand-up or something in the nineties. No, he was just wow. a quirky artist, but I think they thought that that story and that sounded so interesting and they just bought into it. So they basically Village and Warner Brothers effectively cut him a check for five million bucks and got him to reshoot some of the early stuff and got him to film the rest and everything. And despite that investment, Warner Brothers didn't get involved at all in terms of making sure he, like, what it was, like, checking up. They gave him final cut. And this is the beat of the movie, if you don't know. So, the young Einstein, Albert Einstein's the son of an apple farmer in Tasmania in the early 1900s. And he's fixated on the idea of adding bubbles to beer, which no one has managed to do. And he theorizes that if E equals MC squared, he could add bubbles by splitting the atom of a beer, which he manages to do with a hammer and chisel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I still remember this scene so well. So he hits a hammer and it blows up. That he manages, he, he turns up, he explodes. And you know what? As you read it, you go, he just loves Looney Tunes. This yeah. is yeah. Daffy Duck. Yeah. I'm uh, about to ask a stupid question. Mm-hmm. This movie sucks, right? It's no. it's like it's good. I it's loved not. It when I was a kid. It's a child. It's a fun, silly escape kids movie. Yeah. Kids movie, right? And nostalgically good. Okay. I reckon if you watch it in your 30s, you're like, "What the hell is this?" You watch. Yeah, it. of course. Do you know, like, um, Drop Dead Fred. And yeah, yeah, with, yeah, uh, yeah, Rick Mail. Yeah, yeah, like I, I think of it in the same way. Where I feel same, like if yeah, you watch it as a similar. kid, you would watch it again and love it now. And again, you, you watch it for the first time. So I, I don't know. I haven't seen it in ages. I've been barely pieced it together, but I remember these beats. I, I think I watched it again with the kids when they were probably about five or six years ago when they were in that hitting zone. And it went, it held up all right, but it wasn't like. Yeah, I don't know. But it's just got the beat. It's just a, yeah. it's a silly movie. It's a, it's a cartoon. Very I, silly. The, my favourite part, one of my other favourite scenes is when he decides to, he's got to go to the mainland and he just goes off in a rowboat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, next yeah. thing he's pulling up in, in Melbourne. In Melbourne, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of great visual gags. And the other thing is he wrote, directed, produced, starred, edited, which no one had done really mm. like in terms of a actual boat like that's what fascinated everyone as well they're like this guy's just an auteur he's like a genius and in a way he sort of would say he was a genius but it's pretty remarkable he did that like he has yeah. something in his head that's pretty and crazy he did his own st- i don't know what stunts there were but he did his own stunts they well, say he that got flown out of a an outhouse yeah and then came back with his head yeah. like yeah there was the there was big stuff, stuff in there so i'll go like the rest Rain of on it. woodley in their series doing all their own stunts yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that? man have you watched that in a Although while on stage i'm like yeah true that's how it works they yeah. have stand up they have like <laughs> stop for a second <laughs> <laughs> if you go back and watch that show it's so funny but they have that whole thing where it's almost like um Who's that? Is it Buster Keaton that used to do those insane, like weird silent film stunts where yeah, you know, yeah. Like yeah, a, yeah, the side the, of a building and fall off? And it, it, yeah, they yeah. do all that shit. And actually, um, Woodley has very uh, Yahoo serious energy. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah, one yeah. or the other. But um, so then uh, the, he basically he turns up to try to file it with a patent clerk. That a splitting of the atom. The patent clerk steals his idea. He meets Mary Curie along the way. Falls in love with her. <laughs> cool. um, the patent clerk goes. This is the so he also he then uh, he invents. The electric guitar and surfing in the movie. Mm-hmm. He yeah. figures out that's like Forrest Gump. Kind it's of. a little bit Forrest yeah, yeah. Gump, and I think it's yeah, it's before Forrest Gump's the nineties, right? So yeah, Gump's yeah. ninety four. Influence that, right? But um, then then he um then the at the Nobel Prize ceremony, this patent clerk is submitting his version of the thing, but he's made a whole beer keg got bubbles not individual beer and yahoo serious realizes he did this guy's unwittingly created an atomic bomb with this thing because he doesn't understand the technology yeah, right. so yahoo the <laughs> realizes the only way at the ceremony to defuse the bomb is to plug his electric guitar into it and play a guitar riff yep. which will drain oh, the bomb of the energy yeah. uh-huh. so that is the plot of this fucking <laughs> okay. movie so he saves a day it explodes yeah. also 14 drafts you say <laughs> <laughs> had a great soundtrack had mental as anything playing on Yep. the um, soundtrack, ah, yeah. which is excellent. Yeah. Had, and he produced the soundtrack too. Like, you know, I don't know what that means when it's like other <laughs> songs. Songs. Right, the theme tune, sing the theme tune. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is, right? So he did everything. So they Warner Brothers are like, this is the, this is the next big thing. Spent <laughs> eight million bucks on promoting the movie. It was on billboards in LA and everything. This is what I think everyone has it in their yep. subconscious, in a, mm. like Simpson writers or whatever, because yeah. they're like, Yahoo's serious? Like, it just catches, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard it on it was like Bill Smith's new movie. It's like, who remember? Yeah, that, right? occasionally you hear it like, listen 
to like an American comedian podcast and they'll bring it up as a reference. And it's just like, man, you guys know about yeah, Yahoo series? That's right. So it, it went, um, flopped horribly in the US box office, like based on the investment. <laughs> they, they wouldn't have understood They it wouldn't either. understand any it's of like, it, right? What, what the beer? hell is what, going on? There, there is bubbles in beer. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? So 10 million bucks it made. So, but, uh, and it got bad reviews. Roger Ebert. Called it a one-joke movie, and I didn't laugh much at the joke in the first place. Washington Post yeah, again. Hattie. Washington Post with another drive-by called it uh, dumber than a bowling ball. Um, <laughs> but it did pretty well in Europe and the UK, and it made a hundred million bucks worldwide. Yeah. Fuck wow. me! You know what? Their uh, their uh, Adam Bomb movie wasn't that good. I reckon Adam Oppenheimer, not <laughs> yeah. even one laugh. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> barely, barely cracked a smile. You know, yeah. so needs, needs that serious draft. Fifteen <laughs> <laughs> to get it. Is that get Yahoo sprinkle? Yeah. That's what the the, the head <laughs> of Warner. Have you tried plugging an electric guitar <laughs> into the, the the head of Warner Brothers? Apparently, <laughs> I am become riffs. <laughs> 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 Often I'm at doing the crazy train solo, just <laughs> <laughs> fucking bomb going off on Hiroshima. Uh, yeah, so the head of Warner Brothers, when he saw the trailer, by the way, he came out of the trailer and he said, famous, famously, he says, I want to get into the serious business. That's what he said. Oh, that's oh cool. my God. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, it goes sort of well enough and it's quite a cultural phenomenon and everyone's like quirky, this guy's weird. So he gets uh, 1993 Reckless Kelly comes out, $20 million budget. Ooh, right, that's makes a lot of money. A lot of money makes five million bucks in the box office in Australia. It makes two hundred thousand dollars in the USA. Oh my god! Absolute stinker. But um, is it? A, is it? Wow. I assume it's about Ned Kelly. Yeah. So reckless Kelly, not. Uh, don't. Oh, but basically, it's like a Ned Kelly reimagined. And he, I can't remember the plot of that, but it's. But it's also it's like who at, at least Einstein's worldwide. Now, yeah. Ned Kelly yeah. as a, as yeah. a US vehicle, and apparently it was written. For a US audience in a way, like there's all these jokes. It has. There was a um, Ned Kelly movie though, in starring the, Mick Jagger. Yeah, starring Mick Jagger that was pretty global. Yeah. What would that have been? That would have been. That was there. filmed in Bungendore near Queanbeyan. It was a, but it was early Mick Jagger. It wasn't like it was. Mick oh no, Jag he was Stones. He was the, yeah, Mick okay. Jagger wasn't didn't. But he was young. Didn't like, quit. Was it, yeah, it was no, maybe seventy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wasn't like <laughs> nineteen ninety five. No, 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 yeah. it wasn't ninety five. Um, but the Reckless Kelly has Hugo Weaving in it, um, oh. and. One of the, I think it's Jill from The Office or something like that. Not Pam from The Office, but one of the other Amer US actors who's in it. So there's a couple of famous actors in it. Um, and Laura Harden? I can't, yeah, maybe. I can't remember. I just, yeah, I remember someone from The Office that everyone was like, oh, wow, okay. That, that had some US pull, right? How, it How must fun be. is that, though, when you watch an old movie and you see someone early in there? I was watching old West Wing reruns the other day well reruns i was just streaming it but um and um phil dumphy just came in right. <laughs> it was just like a, yeah, a political right. lobbyist yeah, or something yeah, yeah. phil dumphy's like, great one um Zack snyder's dawn of the dead remake where the zombies run real fast phil dumphy is in that as like a piece of shit horn dog really? and like i like you know, say what you want about Zack Snyder and all those bullshit superhero movies but dawn of the dead is fucking like quite fun yeah uh, but yeah he's quite funny in it um, it was Jan from The Office. Yeah, oh, Laura Harden. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Um, Ma Ma Laura Harden. Mm. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, Hugo Weaving as well, like, you know, obviously Australian actor, but you forget that he was just a knockabout Aussie guy. It wasn't It'd be great if this was, Agent like, Smith. coming off Agent Smith. Yeah. Like, yeah. Got, yeah. This, got <laughs> this new script <laughs> for Reckless i got to fire my agent, yeah. you know. Yeah. So then that bombs, and then 2000 comes out with Mr. Accident, $4 million box office. 1.6 million dollar Australia, sorry, four million a budget, 1.6 Australian box office, zero dollar, like uncharted USA Jeez. box office. Because I remember, like, Mr. Accident got savaged even here. Like, I remember there's one like, film like, critic who stands up for it. There's oh, one really? guy in Australia who thinks it's actually Pomerantz. a good okay. move. I don't know. Someone was like, it's actually good. He got kicked in the head by a horse. Yeah. <laughs> no, his <laughs> name's Julian Sirius. <laughs> <laughs> so in 2000, he also sues the Yahoo search engine for copyright infringement. <laughs> Come on. That's so good. But to be fair, Does they came win? out after Yahoo Sirius. Yeah. yeah, but they're not called Yahoo the serious search engine. <laughs> no, but Yahoo as a word was barely a thing. Like there was some book. They claim it was from some... Uh, Gulliver's Travels book or something like that, but it's like cultural phenomenon. Yahoo series, and there's a website called Yahoo. Like two years later, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, but it's hard, it's impossible to prove. Is yeah. the point? 
You, you, that's it's been an expression though. You're a Yahoo or people Yahoo. Well, like or, even yeah. like celebrate celebratory like Yahoo. Like yeah, I don't think like when I first saw Yahoo. Do, sorry, do search, that again. Can we, yeah. <laughs> can we isolate that? <laughs> I don't think. But like the first time I saw Yahoo, the search engine, I was like, "What is this gibberish?" Well, I, yeah, I, like, yeah I, I think he thinks you can sue someone because your name reminded them of something. Yeah, like you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's on shaky legal ground. I imagine. Fair, well, they could, he couldn't even prove. Because it was a copyright, he couldn't even prove that he sells or product services under the name Yahoo. Because they're like, you're a direct, but you're not a production company. Like they, he legally he tripped over on the first hurdle where he could <laughs> even prove that they copied him. He couldn't even prove that he had any grounds to stand. So right. he just, I would have loved to have just seen the judge the first day just go. Yahoo serious about this? And <laughs> <laughs> puts his sunnies on. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> boom. Dang, gavel back. Quarters in recess. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so then he falls off the face of the map. 2000, he's, he's, he lives in Northern Beaches. He's been barely seen for 20 years. He pops up every now and then. And it's like, Yahoo serious makes an appearance. And then there's a photo of him getting out of his car going to the shops oh. in the Daily Mail. Oh, wow. And he's just like, a, and he surfs. He's a bit of a recluse. The last thing I saw about him was he was getting kicked out of his apartment for not paying rent. Um, uh, well, that answers my question. Do you think he still has a lot of the movie? Money? I don't think he has That's a lot, grim. but he is a bit of a bohemian guy, and I think he's sort of just always been like that. Yeah. So I would I have been so happy if he got kicked out of his apartment for painting satirical artwork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's your rent. There's a big dollar sign <laughs> yeah. with the corrupt thing. and all. Yeah. So there you go. That's Yahoo Serious. That's Cardiff uh, boy. Cardiff yeah. right. boy, yeah. man. Throwback, hey. Right there, right Cardiff where boy come good, then went bad. Again. Then went bad. We had a flat, like it literally is a flash in the pan as you can be. Yeah. So right. awesome that we're at fifty minutes and like the episode is like your guy's high school experience and then a deep dive into a guy named Yahoo. That's <laughs> 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 what the vlog's all about. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yeah. hundred yeah. minutes away, man. Like it rules. I wish we could have done thirty more. Yeah, I got a fun little story that's um happened. Uh, in the last couple of years, a bit of a problem with uh, some kangaroos up in Lake Macquarie. Um, so I found this article on pedestrian. I'll pretty much just do it verbatim, but it goes, the story goes thusly in Southern Lake Jesus, Macquarie. A, that is a pedestrian. In Southern Lake Macquarie, just south of Newcastle, a somewhat unlikely tourist destination has popped up at the Morissette Hospital mm-hmm. on grassy slopes in yep. parkland surrounding the hospital Hordes of borderline tame kangaroos can be found hopping around, leading to scores of tourists making the trek up from Sydney to see the animals in the wild and take photos of, with mm. them. Uh, to entice the two-legged creatures to get close enough for a choice Instagram snap, people have been dangling food in front of them, despite signs explicitly asking tourists not to feed the animals. Specifically, people have been offering up carrots uh, to the kangaroos who have been gleefully taking up the offer. A traditional native food. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Here's where it gets weird. As it turns out, the high sugar content of carrots is unnatural to the roo's diet, meaning the vegetables get them all hepped up. (laughs) 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 Snort lines of carrots. You know what? They could have they could have gone with hopped up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the chance. Come on, need another draft on on. that one. Yeah, yeah. Get the Yahoo. Run his eye over it. Uh, A carrot's sugar content means it's the kangaroo equivalent of shoving chocolate bars into your mouth all day long. Uh, Combine that with the... (laughs) (laughs) So they just want to lie on the lounge and watch Netflix. Totally, yeah. yeah. Uh, Combine that with the high traffic nature of the tourist spot and a subsequent lost fear of humans in the process and the roos up there are all utterly filthy for a little lick of Professor Yum's orange stick. Fuck, I hate pedestrian. What? Uh, Who is Professor Yum? What is orange stick? That they're causing uh, unwitting is that a penis thing? That's got to be a penis. Yeah. yeah. Anything, like a, anything to do with Professor yeah. Yum. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't whip out Professor Yum. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, these tourists, uh, the shuttle bus operators who operate in the area have t- uh, saying that we're, we're shuttling tourists here all day. And they're like, please. You're in the hospital. Please. Like, there's ta- a hospital yeah. fucking front th- th- lawn. Just to take photos with the thing. Oh, thing. But apparently, uh, a, this is a tour, uh, uh, sorry, a shuttle bus operator. He said, Tourists are being kicked and clawed at least every day in the area. That's okay, awesome. now we're going. <laughs> at least they're in the right place yeah. to get gouged. It's <laughs> so, a fucking hospital, yeah. you know. <laughs> One reported injury suffered by an unidentified woman is said to have required 17 stitches in her face. Hell yeah. So people are like, Holy hey, do you want shit. a little carrot? And the guy's like, give me the fucking <laughs> carrot. And, and like punching, scratching and yeah. kicking them. Every day. I'm gotta be honest, I'm not upset about this <laughs> no, story. No. You know what? <laughs> yes. I went to one of those forests in Japan with the monkeys. 
oh, where yeah. they're like, mm. like it's like uncaged and they just roam around, but there are signs everywhere being like, hey, like you're going to want to. Don't try and like feed the monkeys or like hang around because they'll like, they'll steal your wallet and shit. Yeah, and they're, like, they're clever. And you watch people be like, can't possibly. I saw like a chick get a wallet stolen by a monkey and it just runs off. Sick. And then she's like, where'd it go? And it's like a pretty big fucking mountain. Yeah. So like there's not much recourse to be like, hey, is this show up in the Lost and Found? Like, the monkey's just gone. It was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Some monkey police taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, rolling his eyes like, yeah, we'll look into it. Yeah. Yeah, like, maybe if you could chuck a couple bananas my way, we could speed this up. Well, that's what you get a notification on the bank. Did you buy a ton of bananas? <laughs> and they're awesome because they've got these, like, little red butts. And they're just like, it's so funny that to is see, awesome. like, a thing with a little red butt. I thought you made the bananas like, then, you know, those yeah. wax tippers. Yeah. yeah, wow, the fancy ones. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, okay, it's so damn. funny to see something with like an exposed, colorful ass just like <laughs> take something from Swindling someone. someone. Yeah. Are you sure you don't want to work for Japan tourism? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'd love to if you could send me that. I saw a cool video the other day from somewhere where a tourist basically, it's a similar thing. Monkeys are tamed and they're mm. used to getting food or whatever, but these guys have clued into this little swindle they have where they t- will take the tourist's like phone or wallet or something and hold it and Wait, like they like offering him grapes, and he's like, "That's not enough." And then they like, give him another one, and then he like gives him enough where he goes, "All right," and then gives the wallet back and takes the grapes and fucks oh, off. Really? Like they're, yes. they're so smart. Ransom. I love uh, in Bali. There's a, a bit of a like a thing where yeah, there's one of those monkey. It's not an island, but it's just a part of a temple, and all the monkeys are there. And there's the locals there who, when you get there, they go, "Oh, you need me to protect you. I've got a stick." And there's these ladies who have a massive big stick. And I will use a stick to beat the monkeys off, you know? Well, fucking, well, beat sounds them gross off. a bit. <laughs> I'm like, how do I sign up? It's like, I'll, I'll just use Sorry. my hands. <laughs> <laughs> in Bangkok. But, uh, um, so then they do that. And then, but, you know, everyone says it's a scam. And they don't, you yeah. know, you know, you don't need that. And I'm like, come on, lady. You know, I don't need the bloody, I can handle myself. I can you beat know? off a monkey and then you, uh, <laughs> and you walk down in there and then these, like, monkeys are running around, like, harassing people. And you're like, where's the lady with the stick? Can we get that? Stick lady. So the stick lady. Save me, stick lady. <laughs> oh shit! So, should we? Have we got? Uh, have you got any other memories, stories, or anything, Barney, from the, the from your time there in that area, mate? I got um, what I was thinking about. Like, you know what? I did. I spent the uh, the Millennium New Year's Eve in Newcastle, mm. and um, I just I was eighteen. And to, you know what you think? You know, you like you think in your life you're gonna you're eighteen. You know, it's the year 2000. Yeah. This is going to be wild. Yeah. Um, I hung out with um, one of our mates who was the only one of us who wasn't 18 yet. So we <laughs> got a case of beer in an esky and walked from my place at Elibana down to the Warners Bay um, Rotunda to watch the fireworks. Yeah, the And then walked back and a mate of ours who was doing a music gig that night was meeting us and the few people were all coming back to my place. Um, but what I hadn't accounted for was my mate, he's – one of these blokes who's like just every you know those guys whose house was like you know Y two K the way it was described was around um, two thousand everyone was worried about Y two K and our yeah. mate Scotty was just not worried at all and one of the other blokes goes that's because at your place it's not going to be Y two K for another fifteen years mate like, <laughs> just, they were that so he had this old esky that he cracks out with that he's filled with beer for us to carry. And it's got one of those thin wire handles. Yeah. Right? And then he goes, oh, dude, I've got a broken arm. I can't carry it. So I had to carry this. So fucking <laughs> I had bruises that. all yeah, over. Yeah, And then we get back to my place and it was quite a good night. Watched the fireworks down at Warner's Bay. Then we get mm-hmm. back to my place. And then the next morning I wake up and he's downstairs. My parents' place, they've got the, you go like down, it's sort of built into the side of a hill. So there's a big downstairs area mm-hmm. that yep. we had like, you know, a table tennis table and, you know, a Sorry. pool table. and that. It was real cool. But there's a little bathroom down there. So he's gone down to take his morning dump and then um, realised he needed to vomit. And so looked in front of him and there's a floor drain. He's like, you know what? I'm going to do the double here. <laughs> <laughs> and That's he just comes cool. upstairs. He goes, Barney, oh, I've done a bad thing. <laughs> oh, what's happened, Scotty? And we go in and there is a mound 
like a foot high of just vomit. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, it didn't go down. <laughs> like, well, guess what? You're getting it out of here. Yeah. So my parents, they'd been away and they come back and the mum, mum's first memory of seeing us in, you know, the year 2000 <laughs> is my mate bucketing vomit over the back fence. There's a bit of bush area. Oh, we attempted to roof one out early and be like, he's got the Y2K bug. It's still a serious thing at that. <laughs> I was actually because I was going to ask because like you know I was thirteen when Y2K but like I remember like I was terrified there, there the was <laughs> but like so, yeah of course you fuck what well, everything at Queenbeam wasn't going to work <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh my god the butter churn is <laughs> the analog town clock is going to stop but like I remember like because I remember like local electronics and like like game and like PC app stores and stuff would sell like. Like for Shit. a premium, like Norton antivirus, but for Y2K, which is like, yeah, hey, yeah. we're going to make your calendar go like this. But I remember never, like, even with the kind of, like, especially like British tabloids, a bit of fear mongering about, like, man, look up January 1st, one minute past midnight, you're going to see planes falling out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a lot huge. of that. But I remember, like, not being too scared of it. Like, being right, like, like, if we're thinking, I mean. like, yeah, my, I mean, I was the, an Iron Man at my school. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I remember thinking, like, I mean, not rationally, but like being like, surely, like everything resets to zero. It's not the biggest deal in the world. Like, it's not going to no. launch nuclear missiles. But some people were like pretty about paranoid it. Oh. about it. They right? were selling kits. I remember that someone was selling a like a doomsday kit where it was like band aids and mm-hmm. you know what I mean, like war, like just because everything will shut down and the world. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I didn't see that. Like, I saw things that would like stop your computer from going to zero. Like it was like a normal antivirus. There was stuff being sold as Y2K compliant that was just, it didn't even have a computer chip. It was like, man, this is a toaster. Oh, it's Y2K. It's just a gun. There was some, I remember, the only thing I remember from it after it happened was a woman went to return a video and they're like, you owe us $200,000. It's been overdue for a hundred years because yeah. the computer and the oh, thing yes. was like, you've borrowed this Thinking. in 1900. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's Space Jam. What are you talking about? You know, <laughs> uh, That's the only thing I remember being like some quirk of, of why. That would okay. be interesting maybe to look into. Yeah, we should do an episode. For a Patreon episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Five bucks a Subtle month. plug. Yeah. All right. Um, Last two uh, questions. Yes, last two questions. Barney, if someone says, hey, I'm interested in coming to Lake Macquarie for a day, but I want an itinerary. I need Ooh. something to do morning, afternoon, and night. What do you tell them to do? Where do you tell them to go? Oh, probably um, breakfast down at Warner's Bay. Mm-hmm. A few good cafes down there. Yeah. and uh, So it's right on the lake sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. right yeah. on the lake. Um, and then, you know what? Go for, it. Go for a nice walk. What I'd do is I'd start with a, like, Start with breakfast somewhere down near the lake, kick around for a, for a bit just down the lake, and then I'd probably because um, I like to eat and drink, I'd go the nice walk around Stinky Corner. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a corner that stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about Stinky Corner. Oh, you know it? Yeah, yeah man. Corner, man. Talks. Where, where was it though? Where, it's between it? Spears Point and uh, Warner's Bay. Like there's is that yeah. sewage. Is it just just, like, no, it's seaweed. I okay, think it, right. I think it's just seaweed, right? Yeah, I think it's, it's just seaweed. Yeah, it's just, okay. it's it's just the way the the the, tie, the especially if you get a southerly that blows up and all the seaweed sort of yeah. backs up in this one corner. Sure, so. just stunk a bit, you yeah. know. So yeah, no, but you'd, my dad would be like, "Oh, stinky, right out your window, stinky." <laughs> you been hanging out a stinky corner again, boy? <laughs> I completely forgot. That was about just it. how we called it. We had a there was an there was Ellie Barnett Point, which is this nice like sort of cliff now there's a fence around and everything but when i was at school you used to be able to go in there and this has been my night activity you uh-huh. finish the night you go up there and uh it's this beautiful little um point you sit out and you basically stick out in the lake and you look over the you can see across the lake and over there mm-hmm. and you can throw rocks into the water and it's still pretty phosphorous oh, um because of the old pasminko it used to i don't know if it's still the same but because of pasminko mm-hmm. was the story um which, which was like was an old al- like an aluminium smelter or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? that was right. up Cardiff Argentine way that it did um that it that there was phosphorus in the water so mm. the water would glow when you throw rocks oh, and stuff cool. in it. Oh, that was awesome. a great activity. Yeah. Like we go to the movies and just you didn't want to go home so you'd go park up there just stand out and just piss <laughs> rocks and talk yeah, shit. Hit 
golf balls from up there yeah, and stuff. It was cool, fun. Yeah, it's great. We just used to, we didn't call that Ellie Barner Point. We called that sticky outy bit. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck out in the water. Um, yeah, so I'd, yeah, wander around uh, Stinky Corner, go up and probably go up to Pippi's yeah, for lunch. Yeah, Pippi's on the water. Uh, Pippi's on Spears the water point, up there. Nice. Spears, Spears Point. Beautiful. Have a beer. Just it's a beautiful spot. Like the, yeah. Everywhere is on the lake. Like the lake is so big that every suburb, not every suburb, but like ten suburbs in a row are just on the water. Yeah, no. Yeah, so yeah, you just beautiful. you just can't miss it from Belmont all the way to yeah, Spears yeah. Point. So cool. Yeah, a lot of great spots around. That's a good there. day. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, then probably head back. I don't know where all, what all the restaurants and that down there are anymore. I know I worked. I remember when I I worked at a restaurant called Bayviews briefly mm. when I was at uni, and um, I did a. Melbourne Cup Day and was severely sexually harassed by a bunch of middle-aged women. And oh it was great. no! <laughs> God, I never felt so good about myself. Yeah, yeah. I do. There is a restaurant at uh, at south of Belmont, um, Swansea. I think it's called uh, Milano's on the Lake. Oh yeah, and it fell into the water. <laughs> you know that yeah. the piers Milano's fell in the lake. Milano's <laughs> in the lake. Yeah, literally, the whole the whole balcony <laughs> fell into the water. Oh, man. And there's a story on that as well. That's but so that funny. used to be a great spot for a or, lunch or, a or uh, dinner. At Squid's Inc. Yeah, nice restaurant down there, down Belmont Way. Um, but yeah, just I'd just kick around the lake. Beautiful. That's a good spot. That sounds great. It's great. And the last question. You've achieved the highest heights of success. You've got all the money in the world. With all that's said and done, would you consider settling down in Lake Macquarie? You know, I probably would, mm-hmm. but um, I'm in no hurry to do, yeah. to do that. But yeah, no, I get still. Got, I'm, all my family is still up there. I can't so remember. Did we even ask convenient. you? Did we have that question when we did Corowa? Uh, we would have. Yeah, yeah, you did, and I said no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so we've upgraded. Yeah, yeah. we're getting closer. Like, I'll settle yeah. down. At would the you county. go back there? That's a good question. Maybe not like Mac, but um, Newey probably more likely. But I, I wouldn't. Yeah, like it's a beautiful spot. Like you can't really beat it. Yeah, I know. It, it'd have to be a thing where I'm done because I mean, you can do stand up up there, but it's not the same. Like where mm. you don't need to be out mm. gigging all. Yeah, if yeah. I was like literally like retired, retired, I had nothing to do but just pot around. Oh, like yeah. you, a hunt. Like you couldn't beat it. You I, generally couldn't. Yeah. Beat Meet it. me at Redhead for a morning swim. Yeah, you know? that beautiful. Be Couple of shocking bodies down there on <laughs> yeah. the beach. You know? <laughs> me and the you can try. We'll fit right in. Uh, uh, so Barney, you uh, you have a show coming up. I believe I it's the same week that this episode comes out. On is it the fourth? Jesus, that's of November, third of November, third of November, Friday night. That's a good night to watch live comedy oh, at the, the comedy yeah. store. I you reckon. You boys gonna come? Yeah, oh, for sure. Absolutely come along not. Get some. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> when are you boys getting? When because he is still in the game. No, when are I, you have, boys a, I have a young baby, it? so going out at night is such a alien thing. You know, I, you, when I started comedy, I had an 18-month-old. <laughs> oh, I've got an 11-month-old. No, How'd that go down with the missus? Actually, though? no, you wouldn't have even been 18 months. How'd that go down? Fine. <laughs> yeah. But after a certain point, right, with little kids, because everyone used to say to me when you got little kids, how, do you, like, how, how are you let out? But my wife liked to get to bed early. By about 7.30... Everyone was in bed. No one gave a shit if I was home after. Like, I agree with you in theory, but I have a very anxious dog. So if I'm like, I'm going out, like, then <laughs> he starts fucking making noise and my wife's like, oh, he's waking up the baby. It's also like... It is my baby's first birthday on the 3rd of November. Bring her along. All I'm hearing. It's a kid-friendly show. <laughs> Barney will love it. Kirk, you're there with little Fred in his arms crying in the front row. <laughs> An anxious dog. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys do for a living? Oh, fuck. So what was the date of that again? The 3rd of November. Should be Friday the, night. The Friday the the, uh, that you're listening to this. At the Absolutely. Comedy Store. Yeah, uh, what's comedy the name store. of the show? Uh, it's called How Good. How good, How and you good. can probably get tickets for that on the Comedy Store website. How but what indeed. are your social handles so people can find the link there? Too. Uh, I'm Andrew Barnett Comedy on everything, pretty much. Sweet oh, as awesome stuff. Get Go tickets check to that show. Out. It's going to be fucking ripper. Are you filming it or anything? Uh, don't know yet. I filmed. I I did it for the festival, and I filmed it and swore way too much. So I've got a. <laughs> An idea that I might actually just film it and not swear as much, so yeah. I can use some of the clips. Jeez, yeah. it was got proper, pretty blue. It was some proper like <laughs> chat. Jamie's blocking his baby's yeah. ears. Yeah. In the yeah. front yeah. Need that fourteenth draft. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome stuff, man. But Thanks for thank coming on. Thank you so Barney. much for coming on. Go see Barney's show, and also we have a Patreon. Five dollars a month gets you two bonus episodes a month. We've been doing some red hot ones recently. Yeah, just recorded this week, actually coming out. 
One of our favorite guests, Alexi Toliopoulos, will be oh. talking about his love of video stores. That's a fun so that's episode. coming out three days after this episode. It's a red hot episode. Video Easy was Get mine. Did it. you have a Video Easy, a network video? What yeah, was we point? had um, Civic Video down. Civic, yeah, video. Civic video. Yeah, video. Classic. Yeah. Uh, when I was little, we had the, the Globe in Corowa down there because it was across the road from the Globe Hotel. Globe <laughs> Video. And it, right. was, it was the great. bottom video shop. Yeah, right. Uh, so the one good. I went to in Kellyville was just called Kajo's Video. And I was like, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. No idea who Kajo ever was. No <laughs> Kajo Street. It was on Windsor Road. My last ever one was when I was living in Annandale, like in the early two thousands, and it was it was non chain, and the pressure you had. So Alexi worked. There. That's where Alexi worked. Oh fuck! Yeah, these Mojo freaks or were something? all Alexi guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the judgment if you just hired like fucking Top Juice Bigelow. Yeah. <laughs> <That's so laughs> really? Juice Bigelow again, Barney. <laughs> Well, we have to mix in Juice Bigelow yeah. with three French hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a Fellini for you. <laughs> You're like, well, in this out. one, he's a European gigolo. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit more arty. It's kind of a French movie. <laughs> oh, Barney, thank uh, you. Thanks for so much, mate. Oh, mate. It's always thank good to you. have you on. And we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Guys, bye.